Welcome to the Yoga Teacher CEO Podcast with me, your host, yoga teacher, CEO, and business coach, Della Wheeler. Join me as we combine strategy and soul to elevate your yoga business with ease. to get right back into it today. I'm super excited about this episode as well as the one that's coming after. Before we start though, I want to celebrate the incredible yoga teachers that attended the You Get to Choose workshop last week. Together we created the start of a business plan that is going to carry each and every one of you through the year in this really intuitive and, dare I say, blissful way. This really isn't your traditional business plan. We're not setting SMART goals. I don't know if you've heard of those, but we're not doing that. We're telling the universe what we want and we are stepping right out of the way. I have found that this is where the magic happens. If you missed the You Get to Choose workshop, but you want to watch the replay and follow along, I will put the link for that in the show notes of this episode. Anyways, today I want to introduce you to these really amazing and exciting tenants that have taken both me and my clients from just yoga teacher to yoga teacher CEO. There are six of these tenets. Before we um, talk about that, you might be wondering, what's the difference between a yoga teacher and a yoga teacher CEO? To me, a yoga teacher is dependent on a yoga studio or a gym for most of their income. They are having to teach a lot of classes and a lot of offerings each week and each month in order to make ends meet. A lot of the yoga teachers I know are living paycheck to paycheck, and they are operating from this deep place of busyness and burnout. I see it all the time. And I understand this because they're just not quite sure how to step forward with an abundance of clients and students, and frankly, an abundance of money and wealth, which is in part why we do the work we do, and that's okay. When I first started teaching yoga, and for a long time after, this is where I was. I was just a yoga teacher, and I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to make it work. I gave up a few times. If you listen to my story in the, the last couple of episodes, you know that I gave up. And eventually, after seeking years of mentorship and coaching, I figured it out for myself. That's why I'm sharing it now. A yoga teacher CEO, on the other hand, is fully empowered. And they're not really relying on anyone else for their income. They are self-made. 
they are moving in the world with this energy of ease and overflow and space. They're super creative in finding new ways to call in abundance and money. The yoga teacher CEO is truly the executive of their life, and they are no longer a victim. This is what I want for everyone that's listening, everyone who's in the yoga teacher CEO community, because it feels so different. It feels so freaking good. I have spent, as you know, if you listen to the the story, which I think is episode 22, um, I've spent the last few years of my life working towards this, working towards being a yoga teacher CEO and helping other people do the same. So this feels like a really potent time to share it with you. In this exploration, I found that there are six foundational elements that we get to shift and work on in order to become a yoga teacher CEO. Those six elements are, number one, tending to your time. Number two, resting to receive. Three, building boundaries. Four, organizing your offers. Five, marketing your magic. And six, making money. The first three of those are like foundational, um, behind-the-scenes mindset work. The last three are more strategy, um, and they're a little bit more actionable. So this really does combine strategy and soul. We start with soul. We start with mindset. And then we move to strategy. If you were in the You Get to Choose workshop, you already heard about the first three, and you already heard about these tenets. We're going to talk about the first three today. We're going to dive into those, and then in next week's episode, we'll talk about the second three. For each of these tenets, I'm going to take some time to talk about why they're important what happens when you're not in alignment, and some common obstacles that we have to face in order to bring ourselves back into alignment. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into number one, which is tending to your time. Ultimately, the goal is that I want you to feel like time is a never-ending resource and that there is always enough to go around. I want to say it again. Time is a never-ending resource and there is always enough to go around. This is why tending to your time is so important and I'm only speaking from experience. So you might have other things to add or other things that you've learned, but this is directly from my own personal experience. Why is tending to your time important? It's important because time is honestly one of our most precious resources. 
how you end up spending your time and what you spend it on is going to determine the sum of your life, right? Like how we spend our time is so, so important. Where you allocate your time is a message to the universe. It's a message that either affirms your vision or argues against it. So if you're spending time doing things that tend to your body and your mind, you're spending time doing the work that fills you up, that's a message to the universe that you are ready to receive abundance in that area. If you're spending your time doing things that make you feel disempowered or icky, or you're spending your time with people who are not lifting you up, You're sending a message to the universe that you're not ready to receive. That feels so important. I just needed a little potent pause after that. So we're sending a message to the universe with the way that we are managing our time. This is what happens when we're not tending to our time. And these might sound familiar. When we're not tending to our time, our energy is scattered and it can be really tough to determine our priorities. Also, um, we can end up running out of time. I'm using air quotes, running out of time when it comes to the tasks that are really important to us. And then another thing that happens is we have this excuse of, I don't have enough time. And this can be an excuse that keeps us from living the life that we want forever. I know so many people that use this excuse and it's okay. It's okay. Some common obstacles that keep us from feeling this abundance of time are um, believing that there's not enough time to do everything that you want to do. I hear that so much. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to uh, teach yoga. I don't have enough time. I'm working a full-time job. I just don't have time. Another obstacle to feeling abundant in time is putting off important tasks until the last minute. Famous procrastination. I have done this a lot of my life. (laughs) Also, constantly showing up late or rushing to get everywhere. And y'all, I'm not calling you out. I'm really calling myself out. These are things that I've had to deal with in order to feel abundant in time. And last but certainly not least, another obstacle is saying yes to responsibilities and events or obligations that are a waste of time, that are not helping you in any way. They're not reciprocal. So that's time. (laughs) That's why it's important what happens when it's not in alignment and some common obstacles that we face in feeling abundant in time. Again, the goal is feeling like time is a never-ending resource and that there's always enough to go around. Let's go to number two. Number two is so important. These are all really important. They are all so exciting to me because they're just, it's so powerful. So number two is resting. 
resting in order to receive. The goal here is to integrate plenty of moments in your life for rest and play so that you can give and receive from a place of overflow. This has a lot to do with mastering the give and take of energy, which I'm not going to get into right now because that can also um, really be a full episode. But it's something that becomes really obvious the more that you study and play with it. Resting is really important because you can't receive what you want when you're constantly doing. You're constantly in this like masculine, young, fiery sun energy. You just can't receive what you want when you're always in that space. Rest creates space, and you have to have some space to receive what you want. If you don't have space, then you're going to feel like you're constantly fighting what you want, and you're honestly um, deflecting it. Also, (laughs) I really feel like I'm calling some people out right now, Um, but that can be good, I guess. (laughs) I feel kind of mean, but I just know so many people that this is going to relate to. Trust me, it was me too. That's why I know. It's also important because you can't truly serve from a place of nervous system dysfunction. You can't truly serve from a place of overwhelm and burnout. You just can't. Also, less is more. You really do not have to do nearly as much action and doing as you think in order to get what you want. You really don't. This is what happens when you're not resting. You're fighting the flow. You are asking for what you want and then you start digging up seeds. You're like planting the seeds and then you're digging them up. You're thinking that it's not coming. What you want is not coming because you're not doing enough. Also, when you're not resting, you're tired, right? You're burnt out. You're overwhelmed. You're unable to truly be present for this miracle that is life and this gift that is life. You can't be present when you're tired and burnt out. You just can't. Some common obstacles to taking rest and to being abundant in this area, um, believing that you always have to be on and working in order to be successful. Maybe you think that being busy and burnt out is just the way that it's supposed to be and that this has become kind of like a badge of honor. Like every time you see someone and they ask you how you are, you say, I'm busy. I'm busy. Things are busy. I've been guilty of that so many times. Some other common obstacles are believing that your worth is tied to how much you accomplish. I have news. Your self-worth or your worth in general doesn't change when you're working as opposed to when you're resting. Your worth is the same all the time, I would argue that it has never changed. Your worth has never changed. 
Also, last but not least, a common obstacle to taking rest is not taking time off to disconnect from working and doing. You might need a vacation, and you definitely need at least two days a week where you are not working, if not more. Working seven days a week is a recipe for burnout. We already know that you can't give and serve and be present from a place of burnout. (sighs) So it's time to rest. Permission to rest. Okay, y'all. Number three is building boundaries. Boundaries! This one, number three, is about protecting your energy and setting really healthy boundaries for yourself. I want you to become an expert at this. You're protecting your energy, you're checking in with yourself often, and you're setting some boundaries around yourself. Boundaries are important because... When you don't have them, you can unconsciously spend a lot of your time in victim mode. And also you can get really um, resistant and I'm struggling to think of the word. Oh, resentful. You can get resentful. You can get victim mode. You're feeling resentful because you don't have boundaries. And this is taking you out of the executive role. When you're a victim, you can't be a leader of your life. Also, you weren't created to take in all of the information and energy around you. A lot of us um, that are yoga teachers, we identify as empathetic. We identify as sensitive. And that's wonderful, but you weren't created to take in all that energy. This is going to bring you out of balance. It just naturally happens. So when you're not treating your energy like the precious resource that it truly is, you're constantly on, like you can't turn off. Maybe you're checking your phone all the time. You're obsessing over your engagement on social media. You're obsessing over how many people are coming to class, who's registering for your next offer. You also lose the capability to check in with yourself and see what you need and what you want. Also, and this is the worst case scenario, you end up building the life and the business of someone else's dreams. I like my little pauses after things that I think are really important to hear. Some common obstacles that we face in setting boundaries and protecting our energy. Spending time with people who are energy vampires. These people who take, take, take and never give back to you. These really like non-reciprocal relationships. Also, um, constantly looking at your phone And checking notifications is a big obstacle to protecting your energy. I recently turned off all notifications for Facebook, Instagram, Facebook Messenger, email. 
and probably some others. I have notifications on for texts because if someone needs me, of course, I want to, you know, help them and phone calls. But for Facebook and Instagram and email and Messenger, I want to be really intentionally checking those things and not just checking to get rid of the notification because that's what our brain wants to do. So that's just a little hack here as an aside. If you feel like you're constantly checking notifications and wanting to clear them away, turn them off. You have the power to turn the notifications off. Last but not least, again, a common obstacle to protecting your energy is saying yes to responsibilities and tasks and obligations that you don't actually want to do. Things that just don't serve you. They're not serving you. One of my favorite uh, teachers said, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. <laughs> and I think that that's such a great, a great rule for life. And sometimes we have to do stuff that we don't want to do. You know, we have responsibilities to family and friends, but I found that I don't have to do nearly as many things as I thought I had to. And saying no has been really empowering. <sighs> That was a lot, <laughs> but these are so important. I hope that you gain something from these three tenets. Truly mastering time management, resting often, and setting these boundaries around my own energy have allowed me to not only do more work, but I'm doing more effective work, and I'm doing it effortlessly. These are the grounding foundational pieces of a truly successful yoga business owner. This is in my experience, in my opinion. If you're really not sure on how to move forward in mastering these elements, I definitely encourage you to go back to the You Get to Choose workshop. Again, I'll link that in the show notes. After listening and participating in that, you'll have a much more actionable and clear path toward um, creating a life and business that you really love. Next week, we're going to talk about the next three more um, strategic and action-oriented pieces of your business, which are organizing your offers, marketing your magic, and making money. So if you're ready to do those things, check back here next week for that episode. In the meantime, I really want to share with you that I am launch launching an incredible group coaching. coaching oh my gosh, I'm getting tongue-tied. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> I created a really awesome group coaching program is what I'm trying to tell you, and it is called Yoga Teacher CEO which probably sounds familiar. <laughs> this program truly is the best thing I've ever created. I know it is. It's going to give you all the tools, resources, and personalized coaching that you need to master these six elements that I'm talking about, and honestly, so much more. 2023, I'm making the prediction now, it's the year of abundance in all areas, all six of these areas of your yoga business. If you are ready for that, if you're ready for that abundance, this program was truly created with you in mind. 
The goal of the program is to take you from yoga teacher to yoga teacher CEO. We're going to start in mid-February for the first cohort. And if you want to learn more about this program, I'm going to drop a link again in the show notes. The pre-sale is giving you $200 off of the full program cost. So definitely hop in if this is resonating with you before the spots fill up. I'm predicting that this one's definitely going to sell out. I am looking forward to chatting with y'all again next week. Until then, I am rooting for you. See you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of Yoga Teacher CEO. If you're loving the podcast, leave a rating and review. Wanting to dive deeper? Check the show notes for additional resources for your personal and professional growth.